Good to see you all. We're here to uh, gather as people, but we're not gathering around people. At the center is the Lord Jesus, and that's who we gather around. And it is Jesus who welcomes you this morning as well. So, if you're able, please stand and bless the Lord with us. Song number 21. Stand up and bless the Lord, ye people of his choice. Stand up and bless the Lord your God with heart and soul and voice. Though high above all praise, above all blessings high, would not fear his holy name and laud and magnify. Verse 5. Stand up and bless the Lord, the Lord your God adore. Stand up and bless his glorious name henceforth forevermore. We acknowledge your presence, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We bless you for your blessings, and we worship you. Amen. Read with us the call to worship on the screen. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Yes, this will be the blessing for the man who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. Lord, my heart can grow so far away and cold, and yet for me your love is still the same. Lord, I bend my knee in awe and fear of thee, my head bowed down in reverence to your name. I lift your name, your holy name, Jehovah God Elohim, the great I am, the and King. Lord, my heart's desire is to be filled with spirit fire. My purpose is to worship you alone. Open up my soul to worship and adore, to be a fragrance offered to your throne. I lift your name, your holy name, Jehovah God Elohim. Jehovah God Elohim 
great I am, the risen Lamb, my Comforter and King. You may be seated. Let's pray. Lord, we've admitted that our hearts can grow cold toward you. We admit that we turn our attention and our affection to lesser gods, to idols. So we pray, forgive our straying. Forgive our unfaithfulness. Call us back and warm our hearts. Amen. God who touches earth with beauty, make my heart anew. With your spirit, recreate me, pure and strong and true. Like your springs and running waters, make me crystal pure. Like your rocks of towering grandeur, make me strong and sure. Like your dancing waves in sunlight, make me glad and free. Like the straightness of the pine trees, let me upright be. Like the arching of the heavens, Lift my thoughts above, turn my dreams to noble actions, ministries of love. God who touches earth with beauty, make my heart anew. Keep me ever by your Spirit, pure and strong and true. O God, we look to the cross of Jesus, and we know we are loved and forgiven. Number 465, and we'll sing verse 1 twice and verse 2 twice. In his time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful. In his time, Lord, please show me every day as you're teaching me your way that you do just what you say in your time in his time in his time he makes all things beautiful in his time lord please show me
in your time, in your time, you make all things beautiful in your time, Lord, my life to you I bring, may each song I have to sing be to you a lovely thing in your time. God, we thank you today for blessing us and showing us your provision. We have seen the fruit of our labors, and so we give back a portion of that as a way of agreeing that it's all from you in the first place. Thank you for being so generous with us. Amen. This morning's scripture is coming from Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 8. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born, a time to, be to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent, a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Good morning. As you can tell, it is fall, which means no more me trying to rock an untucked in shirt like some kind of schlub. No, we're going back to rolled up sleeves on the same two sweaters I own and that seems to be it. All right, do you have your bulletins on you. Uh, there's also coloring sheets or anything like that that's on the back. Uh, Children's Church is going to be starting on the 24th. Children's Church is going to be starting on the 24th, but uh, if you need coloring shirt, uh, sheets or there's toys in the playroom uh, for one more uh, week, then you can do that as well. But if you have your bulletins on you, now's the time to take them out. There's a number of things that are on here that are worth us pointing out. The first that worship service, uh, Sunday, 1045, next uh, Sunday. So make sure to put that down. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about what's all going to uh, be talked about that when we get to the sermon block. It'll be a good Sunday. Uh, then, skipping down, uh, McGregor Family Fun Day. I have been hard at work on that one. September 16th, that is next Saturday. There's going to be all sorts of events that are going on at the Stride Center uh, there. And our church is in charge of children's activities that are going to be in the Splash Park. There is going to be bouncy castles. There's going to be a scavenger hunt. There's going to be a barrel train that is puttering around. And a new update is, is that we're teaming up with Valley View and they are going to be sending some of their staff and they are also going to have a number of events that are great for kids. I think that they've even come up with some kind of giant connect four game, uh, some type of active events and some kind of a ring toss with tubes from the tubing hill that I'm hoping that they told Henry about that so that there isn't any punctures or anything like that. But Michael said that that was his plan and so no, there's going to be some great things going on. If you are interested in helping out, then come talk to me as soon as possible. It is looking to be a great day. Otherwise, come on out to the Stride Center at September 16th. There will be bands, there will be events, there will be beach volleyball if you're the sort that plays beach volleyball. I think they're still looking for teams. And there's going to be horse events in the back as well. It will be a fun fall kickoff day. And so make sure to come on out for that. September 17th, that is going to be Valley View's Harvest Celebration. That's going to be at the camp. Uh, check out their website for more information. It's after supper. Uh, they are going to have an update for all of the things that have gone on over the summer. That is always a great time to see what God has done at the camp. September 24th, 
Uh, we are going to have a potluck after the service. Last names N to Z are going to be doing the cleanup. That day, we also have uh, Chris and Ravita Craker from Paraguay. They are missionaries with the EMC there. A number of you have met them before, but they will be with us that morning to uh, share the word as well as give us a long update about what it is that they have been up to. And their ministry is a very interesting one, a very intriguing one. So I'd encourage you to come on out for that. As we also mentioned, September 24th is the kickoff for Sunday school, as well as the kickoff for Children's Church. That is our kickoff Sunday, and it is going to be a wonderful Sunday. So come on out, invite your friends. It's going to be a great day. Next, Kids Connect is starting in October. They are looking for volunteers, so talk to Christine Murray for more information on that. I know she would love to talk to you. Uh, that is a wonderful ministry that runs all throughout the year and does a wonderful job of introducing Jesus to the kids of our, of our, uh, of our town. And so the work that Annette and Christine do there, it is truly wonderful. Every time I've ever seen it, I have been a little amazed. So if you are interested in serving in this place, and go and talk to them. You will not be sorry that you did. Uh, also, at the end of the service, the deacons are going to come up and they are willing to talk and pray with you about anything that might be on your hearts. I would encourage you to take them up on that. It is truly uh, a wonderful thing to share. And we are looking for children's church teachers, as well as a Christian ed chairperson. Talk to Bethany if you are interested. As we said, we are looking to start on the 24th, so talk to her soon. And there is a budget update there. As you can see, there is a shortfall. And so if you have it in you and you're in the place to give, I'd encourage you to do so. And one more announcement that I would like to ask. If anybody has a truck, uh, I would love to borrow it for a little bit on Tuesday or Wednesday, or you can come and help me. Uh, the baptism tank is still here in the back, and it needs to find its way to uh, the Austin Evangelical, where that is where it's getting stored. So if you have a truck and uh, want to spend a little bit of time moving a baptismal tank, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and it has to be Tuesday or Wednesday because Colin's off on a vacation to southern Ontario in order to see his family starting Thursday. So there's just, we're not going to leave it at the door. That's not what we do with a baptism tank. So Tuesday or Wednesday, come talk to me. All right, is there any more announcements? Just a reminder about the prayer chain, um, which is actually not a prayer chain. It's more like a prayer team. Um, reminder to sign up at the back table. Please indicate whether you want to be texted or emailed. Uh, there are still a few people who will be getting phone calls. Um, and it's for everybody. Anybody, um, all adults of the church, welcome to sign up. Even if you were on there last time, please sign up again, just so that if any information has changed, um, I can change that. Also, right beside it is a green binder, um, our compassion foster daughter is looking for a sponsor. If you would like to do that, let me know. Look through the binder. Thank you. All right. Any more announcements? And this is the part where I remember I actually have another one. So, I... Uh, as you may hear from time to time, if one of the side doors gets opened, there is now doorbells that ring. And the reason for that is because Noel has figured out how to open emergency exits now. And so we definitely need to keep an eye on her to make sure that she doesn't book it off into either the parking lot or so we don't know where she is. So from Shannon and myself, I would like to ask that uh, particularly if we're all standing around after uh, the service, which is a wonderful thing to do, if you hear a ding-dong ring, uh, if you could look around to see if there is an open door and then just kind of yell out which door that is so we can hear you, much appreciated. Uh, because the other day she actually managed to get out without one of us noticing, and that was terrifying. So uh, if you could just, if you hear a ding-dong ring, uh, then... Uh, 
yell out which door you see you're going through. It would be very much so appreciated. Uh, there is a bit of a logic to it uh, in so far as the ding dong, sorry, the door bell that is right beside the kids, uh, the children's church room, that is that door, this one and this one. So if you hear that doorbell going off, no. Yes. David wonderfully set this all up for me, and so I'd like to say thank you to him, and he's better at explaining it than I am. Um, yeah, there's a bit of a logic to it, like Russell and I agreed on which doors should sound like what. So if either of these two doors open, it's a piano song, because this is where the piano is, right? If the children's ministry door or the kitchen door open, that's a little more alarming, so it's a woo-woo-woo siren sound. And this is more for the nursery school, maybe, but uh, those two exits mostly on the south side, if those doors are open, then they make a different sound, kind of a... You know, like, get on the loose, let's go. So the, the actual ding-dong sound is what you hear only when the front door opens. But we've turned that off for this morning because it would be ding-donging all the time. So you might still hear it quietly because it's still ringing in Russell's office, but you shouldn't hear it out here. That's the plan. And again, I'd like to say a lot of thanks for you, David, for setting that up. I know it is definitely a weight off Shannon and my shoulders to know that there is that layer of heads up there for what's going on. And if we're during the rest of the week or there is a reason that we do not want the ding-dongs uh, or the doorbells to be ringing, uh, they can, you can either plug them out or there's a little volume tab on the back. If you press down enough times, it'll just mute it enough. Uh, but thank you in advance. It is truly terrifying to not know where your child is. So thank you in advance. All right. Then let's move on to items of prayer. Uh, the first is, as we see there, Betty Quaring, uh, she has finally, after months of waiting, gotten a room in the care home. And so we have been praying for that for a number of, oh, I want to say into the months now, we've been praying for that to happen. And so it has finally happened, so praise God for that. It is so much better than her waiting in the ER as she has been. And so, uh, thank you, Lord. I'd... Next, Anne Neufeld, as we announced last Sunday, she has been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and she is actually in Portage Hospital now uh, with a massive decrease in oxygen as well as uh, lowered pulse. So uh, she is there. I would encourage you, if you are in Portage, to maybe stop by. Uh, whether or not she's coming home, we do not know, but we, that is where she is now. So we want to pray for her. Um, we also want to pray for the, what the election cycle having started this week for the candidates. Uh, this is undoubtedly a stressful time for them, but they are going to be doing the work of governance, so we want to pray for them. Uh, more than that, uh, we want to pray also for uh, the United Church. They uh, have started their fall services, and I believe this is the first service of their new pastor. And so we want to pray for them. We want to pray that it is a good fit. And uh, we want to pray the Lord's blessing on his ministry. And we also want to pray uh, for Tyler Giesbrecht. Uh, he is trying to find a bone marrow match so he can get a transplant. Uh, and so they are beginning to look uh, quite in earnest now that we are into the fall. And so we want to pray that a bone marrow donor uh, is found, and it's quite a tricky thing with bone marrow because it's not just like blood type. There's a whole pile of different things that they look for to get that exact match. And so we want to pray that that match is found and is found sooner rather than later. And so we want to pray for Tyler. All right. So let's go now into a time of prayer. Our God, we come before you this Close to fall morning, we want to thank you so much for 
The weather outside, now that it is getting a little cooler, now that the leaves are beginning to fall and it is a wonderful time to walk around the creation you have made. We thank you for the care that you have put into it, the love you have put into it. Lord, every time we come to this time of year, we find ourselves saying thank you for what you have done. And we continue to do that. Thank you for all of what you have done. God, we want to say thank you for the news with Betty that she has finally gotten a room in the care home. It has been a long time that she has waited. And now she is finally in. God, we thank you for that. We pray that it will be a wonderful match. We pray that she will make new friends. We pray that while she is in the care home, the level of care that she needs is exactly right. But God, we thank you that she has gotten in there now. We thank you for that. And God, we also want to say thank you for our brothers and sisters at the United Church as they are meeting this morning. We want to say thank you that they have found a new pastor. And God, we pray a blessing on his ministry. Lord, we pray that... It is exactly what it is that they need for this stage in their lives and that it will be a wonderful blessing to our community as well. Lord, you know exactly what it is that the United Church needs and what uh, the pastor needs. So God, we pray a blessing on him and we look forward to seeing what comes. And God, we want to pray also for our candidates as this election cycle has begun in earnest. That is a stressful time, and it will lead to an important job. So, God, we pray a blessing on the campaign trail for safety, for truth, and for honesty. And, God, that in all things, the outcome will be exactly what it needs to be. God, we pray that you will be there every step of the way and that you will also be with us every step of the way so that when the time for the election comes, we will know how it is that we need to go. And God, we also want to pray for the things that are more concerning on our hearts. Lord, we pray for Tyler as he looks for a donor. God, we pray that the donor will be found in the databases, and if not, then it will come forward in a different way. But God, we pray that that match in all of the different ways will be forthcoming and that this will be a concern that he can put behind him soon. God, the road ahead of him is a long one of recovery, and so we pray that that long march can start as soon as possible. God, we pray, find the donor, put them in the place, and that the donation will go as seamlessly as possible. We look forward to seeing how you will work here. But we pray for Tyler as he recovers and his family as well as they care. And God, we also want to pray for Anne as she is now in the hospital. This is all sometimes beyond our thinking. God, we pray for the doctors as they give her the care that she needs. God, we pray that her oxygen levels get back to normal and that everything else stabilizes as well. God, we pray that you be with her while she is in the hospital. We pray that she knows that she is prayed for. God, we pray be with Anne and John during this time. Lord, all of these things we put before you. We place them at your feet. Amen. All right. So we are, as I said, into the fall, which means that we are done our old series of looking at the reasons why we can often feel distant from God and the things we can do. And we're into a new time. For the next two months, between now and October, it's going to be a bit of an interesting one as far as the messages go. Uh, we have Chris and Ravita, as you hear, coming on the 24th. That will be wonderful. We also have Wayne Friesen, who is going to be speaking for three Sundays on depression and anxiety and care. And uh, he's done uh, this similar series in Bagot as well as another 
church, if I'm not mistaken, and all of them that I have talked to have been blessed because of it. And so we look forward to having Wayne Friesen come in the beginning of October. Uh, and which means that what I am preaching is going to be a bit of a, a two weeks here, a little bit there, and a little bit after, which is going to be a bit of a blessing for me because we're still hoping that Shannon is going to get her gallbladder surgery at the end of September. So having a bit of a break from there is going to really help if it's in there so I can care in ways that she needs. But because of that, we didn't really think that it was a good time to have a series as such because... That requires us to remember week to week to week, and if I'm not preaching week to week to week and there's a bit of a break in there, then maybe it's time to try something else for the next two months when I'm up. And so what I did was this. I've talked to a number of people in our congregation. I've talked to a number of people around town, some that have never been in a church, as well as some that have left the church because of different reasons, some of them quite painful. I've talked to people that are not at all from our town. I've talked to people that are not even from our country. And I asked them all the same question. If you could have a sermon on any topic, what would you want it to be on? And so today is going to be the first of those. And it comes from a person that has left the church. And so when I was thinking of what it is that they were going to ask me to talk about, then I wasn't quite sure what it was. I was a little anxious there for a bit. But what they asked was something that I didn't expect, and I found a lot of fruit in. They want today's sermon to be on following God through the, ser the, the seasons of life. What does it look to follow God through the seasons of life? And when I think of that, what does it look like to follow God through the seasons of life? Then immediately my mind goes to the most cheery, optimistic book in the Bible, the book of Ecclesiastes. And I actually kind of mean that. On the surface, it might seem like a terribly deep and dark and depressing book. But there is truth to be found in it that can walk with you all of your life. And so, if you have your Bibles on you, Ecclesiastes 3. Once in a completely different era of my life, then I wrote an entire Sunday school curriculum on this book. It was bad. <laughs> It was very well researched, but that was before I had any clue about writing things. So, <laughs> but this is one of those books that I know a little bit something about, and that's why I always love coming back to it. If you're reading the book of Ecclesiastes, it is important to know a little something about what wisdom is. A little something about what wisdom is. The Bible has a very clear understanding about what wisdom is. And that what wisdom is, is a one-two punch for a particular end. What wisdom is, is a one-two punch for a particular end. And by that, what I mean is that what wisdom is, is knowing the right thing to say or do, as well as the right time to say or do that thing. That's the one-two punch. And I think we can all see that when we think about what wisdom is. Wisdom is a bit of a nebulous term in our minds, in our society, I find. Often, if you were to ask somebody, what's wisdom, they'll come back at you with something like, well, wisdom, instead of the book smarts, wisdom is the street smarts, right? And then you poke them on that and realize that they have never thought past that in their lives, and it's a cliche thing to say. But the Bible has this clear idea that wisdom is knowing the right thing to say or do in the right time to do it. And we can see that, right? When we think of what wisdom is, when we think of people that we know that are wise, we can see that. We all know that person that 
has no problem going in front and going right up to other people and telling them and pointing at them, and they tell the truth regardless of how it hurts feelings, right? We all know that person, and we all know that that person quite often is not actually acting in a wise way. They're acting in a belligerent way. They're acting in a painful way. They're acting in a terrible way for the sake of telling it like it is, for the sake of patting themselves on their own back. Is that person wise? From time to time, they certainly are. But on the whole, do you see good fruit come from that? So we can all agree that wisdom is tied up in knowing the right time to do something. And at the same time, we also know the exact opposite. We all have had these moments in our own lives, haven't we? These moments when we knew that in that moment, there was a right thing to say, there was a right thing to do, and boy, oh boy, what we said and did was not that. We've all had those moments, or maybe just me and my marriage, we've had those moments where I should have said a better thing. Or how you can think about your kid, right? Your kid comes up to you because they're proud about something and you answer back and it is just the wrong thing. We've all had those moments where we knew that the time was right to say something, but what came out of our mouths was the wrong thing to say. Is that wisdom? No, I don't think it is. So that is what it means to act wise, knowing the right thing to say or do and the right time to say or do it. One, two, punch. And what is the purpose of it? The purpose of living wisely that you can see particularly in the book of Proverbs is because it is the best way to live. More importantly than that, the importance of living wisely is because we believe as Christians that wisdom comes from God. In Proverbs 8, you can see that, where it talks about Lady Wisdom and how Lady Wisdom was before creation, the first of creation of God. In the beginning, there was God and Lady Wisdom, and then from creation on, Lady Wisdom goes. And this is not that Lady Wisdom is a God but instead that wisdom and that wise way of living we believe is from God. And this idea, it carries on into the New Testament as well. If you've ever wondered why the book of John starts as weirdly as it does, where in the beginning the word already existed, he was with God and he was God, that is pretty much a complete retelling of Proverbs 8. Who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is wisdom. Jesus Christ is God. And so to live wisely is the best way to follow God. Just as God will at times tell you directly how it is that you are to live at the same time by trying to live wisely, you can know that even if God is not speaking directly in a way of this is how you should do things at this moment, by living wisely, you can know that you are living in the best way to follow God. That is what wisdom is in the Bible. Knowing the right thing to say or do, the right time to say and do it, do those things as we are following God and you know you are following him for the best. And so saying that, that is when we come to Ecclesiastes 3, knowing this little bit about wisdom. Because then suddenly it makes a whole lot more sense why it is that the writer of Ecclesiastes is spending all of this time talking about how there is a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven. There is a time to be born. There is a time to die. There is a time when you were a child, fresh into this world. And in that time, that is the time that you get to act like a child, fresh 
in this world. That is a time when you have your wide eyes. That is a time where Jesus looks at you like a parent and it is wonderful. That is the time where you get to make your dumb mistakes because you don't know any better. You are freshly born. That is the time when it is best to make your mistakes because then you get to learn from them and benefit from that for the rest of your life. Just as there is a time to die, a time where you have come to the end of your journey. That is not the time to act as if you were young anymore. It is the time to care about legacy so that when you pass on, the next generation will benefit from the wisdom you have accumulated. Because how do you know the right thing to say or do? That comes after a lifetime of living. There is a time to plant. There is a time to harvest. The farmers among us know that as clear as day just about now as they are out there every moment. There is a time to kill and a time to heal. Us Mennonites have issues with that, but there are times when the world will break down to a point where that is understandable. And we pray that it will pass by to the point that the healing can begin. There is a time to tear down, and there is a time to rebuild. Very often when we think about the seasons of life with everything that we are, we want to hold on to the seasons that are past. But the seasons that are past have passed. And sometimes what was, no matter how grand it was in its construction, needs to end so that something new can take its place. There is a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance. I think as Christians often deal with this one in a way that we don't quite know what to do with it. Sometimes it feels like when you get into those times of your life, those moments of your life, where every single part of you just wants to have a good time. Every single part of you just wants to praise God. Every single part of you wants to have a good time. For whatever reason, we try to downplay that. We try to be like, no, I'm a good Christian. I have no time for praising, but no, there is a time for enjoying all things because if you don't, then why? If you don't enjoy life from time to time, then where is the pleasure in it? How can you see that what God has made is good? But those seasons also come to an end. And the exact opposite can come where all of the blessings in your life are drawn away and you are left with nothing. It is the time to grieve. It is the time to cry. And the fact that there are blessings in this world that are not currently in your life doesn't mean that it is not right to cry and it is not right to grieve. Often we struggle with this as well. Often when we see somebody in the height of their mourning, we just want to tell them, no, now is the time to praise. Now is the time to look at all of the things that God has done and just be ecstatic about it. That is a great way of alienating people from God. Because the truth is that God is with them in their crying. God is with them in their grieving. This season will come to an end. The day will come. And so let's be with them when they are in that, in the faith that one day they will praise again, knowing more than they did before. There's a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear, a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak up. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war 
and a time for peace. There is a time for everything under the sun. As Christians, I think, often have a lot of problems with this way of thinking about things. I think quite often we think what it means to be a Christian is that we do the right thing all the time. Now is the time and is always the time to act like a Christian, right? Now is the time and is always the time to be Johnny on the spot with always talking about the wonders of God and be always in that on position and there's no criticism of God because God knows all things and to always be that, right? This book's in the Bible, too. This book's in the Bible, too. If you want to follow after Jesus with everything that you are, sure, that is going to look like sometimes God leads you in the ways that you should go. But most of the time, most of the time, you're not going to get that direct. Most of the time, it's just going to be struggling after God that we find in the scriptures, right? And if wisdom is what comes from God, then we can know, as I said before, that by living wisely with that aim of following the Lord, that we are doing that. We are following God. Far from the right way of being a Christian is to always be on, always to do the right thing, always to be that just. Being a Christian, we see from the book of Ecclesiastes or Proverbs or Job, being a Christian should care about the seasons. Being a Christian should care for the places that we are in and the places that other people are in. Being a Christian should care that if we are not in the season to be a certain way or to feel a certain way or to think a certain way or to do a certain thing, it is not wise to force it. In the same way, to recognize that other people are not always in the same season that we are in. And it is not wise to try to force them to be in the season we are in if they are not. If anything, that is more alienating from our Lord than anything. The sun will rise, the sun will set. Another season will come. Have faith in that. It has always happened before and it will always happen again. The wisdom of looking at seasons plays out in every aspect of our lives, in every aspect of the church. It plays out in a literal sense. We are going into the new season of fall. And what that means is that for a good number of you, now is the season that you know what needs to be done and you are running with everything that you are. Perhaps it's wisdom for now not to be the time that you keep adding and adding and adding and adding and adding and adding. Perhaps it's wisdom that right now is not the time that you look to go out and spend time with friends all the time. Perhaps it's wisdom that right now is not the time that you are looking to find rest under every corner. Perhaps it's wisdom to recognize that now is just the time to run. And the sun is rose. And the sun will set. And the next season will come soon enough. And then you'll get to the time of the year in winter and going on where it's the autopilot time of year, right? 
The time where all of the things that you have started now, you know what they are. You know how to do them. You know what needs to be done, and it doesn't really take terribly much of your thinking to do that. Maybe that is a good time to come up with the grand plans of what needs to be tweaked and what needs to change. Perhaps then is a great time to spend time with friends and family whenever you get that time. Perhaps then is a better time to just reflect. Then the time will set. The sun will rise and the sun will set. And the next day will come. And you'll get into the time of the harvest. And that is the time to celebrate with all that you are over what has happened. The seeds that have been planted now that you have tended over the year up until then, they will come due. And as you take them up, every part of you will see the glory of what God has done. And that is the time that with everything you are, you are to praise. With everything you are, you are to just be in glory. Then too, the sun will rise and the sun will set. And the summer comes and it is the time to rest. It's not the time to spend all of your moments figuring out what is to come because somehow that eats up more and more of your life to the point that there is no rest to be found. It is the time to relax it is the time to rejuvenate, for the sun will rise and the sun will set, and soon it will be time to plant again. Holding on to the hope that the season that you are in will go on for longer than it does is not a way of making sure that it will go on for longer than it does. No matter how much we want it to, and we find that if we try our best or with everything we want, we want that season that we are in to go on forever, perhaps a sign that there is something that is the matter. But there is a season for everything under heaven. The same goes with our lives. As we are born, we are in the season of being born, the season of learning things, the season of making stupid mistakes. That is the time to make stupid mistakes. And as time goes on, you will get to the season where you know what you're doing. The season where the temptation is to work every moment of your life and just toil it away. 20 years, the only buddy that is ever going to remember all of the hours that you have spent in the office after hours, all of the many phone calls you have taken it's going to be your family. They're the only ones that will ever remember that. Perhaps there are better places to spend your efforts than at work all of the time. And then you come to the end of your life and you are realizing that you no longer are able to do all of the things that you could when you were 40 years younger. Good. You are at a better place now. You are at a place where you have the experiences of your entire life to share. You are at the place in your life where you have the entirety of your life to come before God with in prayer. You have far more to give now than lifting heavy stones. You can have the mortar that actually builds the thing. But the sun will rise and the sun will set, and a new season will come. It is not wisdom to pretend that we are not in the season that we are. It is not wisdom to try to hold on to a season we are not in. Instead, it is always wisdom to recognize where we are in life, where the people around us are in life, and to try our best with God's help to act accordingly. That is how you follow Lady Wisdom. That is how you follow God the best. That is how you live through the seasons of life.
Amen. Ah, but it's communion, so I'm up here again. Here we go. So I'd like to ask forward the deacons to help serve communion. In the book of 1 Corinthians, in chapter 11, we read, For this is what the Lord himself said, and I pass it on to you, just as I received it. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and you, sealed by the shedding of my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread then and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. McGregor EMC, we believe that communion is open to all believers. If you have really little ones, then I'll leave it up to you parents to see whether or not they are in a place that they can know what is going on in communion. Because in communion, we are joining with all of the other believers that are here. In communion, we are joining with all of the other believers that have come before us and will come after us. In communion, we are joining with the entirety of the church across this world and across time going all the way back to Jesus Christ himself when he served his apostles. And so in communion, we very much so are seeing our Lord Jesus Christ and the true love of the sacrifice he has given to us. As the elements are being passed out, I would ask you to take time to reflect on that. I'd ask you to take time to think on that. I would ask you to take time to come before the Lord in prayer, laying yourself bare so that when you take communion, you do so in his presence like never before.
And together we eat. And together we drink. And I'd ask that together we recite the Lord's Prayer just as he taught his disciples to. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In response, let's sing Trust and Obey. Number 349, we'll be singing, skipping verse 2. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Not a burden we bear, not a sorrow we share, but our toil he doth richly repay. Not a grief nor a loss, not a frown or a cross, but is blessed if we trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. But we never can prove the delights of his love until all on the altar we lay for the favor he shows and the joy he bestows are for them who will trust and obey trust and obey for there's no other to trust and obey. And for today's benediction, we turn to the book of 1 Corinthians. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love to all of you in Christ Jesus our Lord. Go now and serve our wonderful God. And in fellowship sweet, we will sit at his feet. Or we'll walk by his side in the way. What he says we will do. Where he sends we will go. Never fear, only trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. And to trust and obey.